Are teacher unions helping or hurting our education system? Today, we're going to dive into this controversial topic with a special guest. Welcome to the Conservative Classroom, where we're teaching the truth and preserving our values. I'm your host, Mr. Webb, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is a haven for conservative teachers, parents, and patriots like you who believe in the importance of free speech, traditional values, and education without indoctrination. Each week, we dive into the issues that are plaguing our education system and keeping you up at night. Each episode, we offer common sense ideas to improve education in our classrooms and our communities. You may feel like you're the last conservative educator, but I want you to know that you are not alone. By the way, if you like what you hear today, please share this podcast with a like-minded educator, patriot, or parent. Together, we can teach the truth and preserve our values. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the impact of teacher unions on education with our special guest, Eloise Smith, Director of Teacher Engagement for the Freedom Foundation. Now, let's get started. Today, I'm excited to welcome a special guest to the conservative classroom. Eloise Smith, Director of Teacher Engagement for the Freedom Foundation, is here to discuss the influence of teacher unions on our education system. Eloise, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me again. I am thrilled to be back with you, Joey. Yeah, I I learned so much about the Freedom Foundation and the Freedom Summit, and I'm still really excited about that. For folks that may have not listened to the the last episode, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what led you to the Freedom Foundation? Sure, absolutely. Um, I myself used to be a teacher. I taught in Colorado for a number of years and then moved into the conservative education movement with Young America's Foundation. I worked for them in Santa Barbara at President Reagan's ranch. It was really awesome. Um, And now I am fighting for teachers across the country um, for the Freedom Foundation, taking on the teachers unions because they don't stand for teachers, but we want to. We want to help support you all. Well, on behalf of our teachers all across America and the ones that might be listening, thank you so much. Because oftentimes it feels like we are isolated. And I mentioned before that I'm blessed to be in a fairly conservative district, but I know there's folks all over America that may feel like they're the only conservative teacher around. And so it's nice to know there's somebody in their corner. Yeah, yeah. Now let's dive into today's topic. And this is a hot-button issue. Are teacher unions hurting education? Tell us a little about your background in education and your specifically your experience with teacher unions. Yeah, so as I said, I was a teacher in Colorado, um, which luckily means that I got to opt in or opt out of joining the teacher union right away. Um, They never had to, you never had to join the teacher's union as a teacher. My mom was a teacher um, from the 90s all the way through um, just a couple of years ago, actually. She taught my entire life, and she never joined the teacher's union because uh, as a young woman in 1990, 
like five or so, she realized um, that her dues money was actually going to support Planned Parenthood. So I, I was taught from a young age to never support the teachers' unions because of what they actually supported. Um, but the teachers' unions are a menace to society. Um, they are taking teachers' money with um, often without permission and using it for their own purposes, not fighting for education, not at all fighting for teachers. So um, really excited to be part of the Freedom Foundation, fighting for teachers, fighting for education, and um, taking back what, what was stolen from all of our students across America. I'm sure your mother is very proud of the work you're doing right now. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> and you mentioned that she did not join the union because she found out they support Planned Parenthood. Why would a teacher's union have any business uh, pro or anti-Planned Parenthood? That's a great question, Joey, and one I really do not have an answer for, unfortunately. Um, I just know that the teachers' unions have gotten in bed with a lot of really gross organizations um, that don't have anything to do with education. They're not fighting for education. Um, This really became clear during COVID when uh, Randy Weingarten and company were holding our students hostage to return to the classroom to get their own political agenda across. Um, They wanted to defund the police across America. They wanted Medicare for all. They wanted to close charter schools. These things, they wanted the Green New Deal to pass. These things have nothing to do with education, but um, they are the collective bargaining agreement for all of the schools across the country. And so they were able, they've just garnered so much power and they really have held our students hostage. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. What, what's the purpose of teacher unions in your opinion? The purpose of the teachers unions back in the day when they were first started was um, to protect teachers in the classroom. They were often being paid pennies and uh, not taken care of by the district, taken advantage of um, by parents. And so this was supposed to be something that protected teachers. As soon as they started to garner a little of power. They started to get some real money and saw that they could buy politicians. Um, They realized that they don't have to fight for teachers. They can fight for their own agenda instead. It, It sounds like maybe once the money started rolling in, perhaps the goal changed a little bit and it's like, just, just, just slightly. (laughs) How can we keep this? And with the money, like you said, comes power. So how do how do teacher unions impact teachers, but also students? Yeah, I, I think um, COVID was just a really clear example of this um, across the country. We saw that states that didn't have as much union control, like Florida, um, was they were able to go back to school pretty much immediately. Um, and there wasn't much disruption in learning. Other places in California, um, it is now estimated those students have lost about 20 years of learning, which is horrifying. Um, That whole school system is the public education in, in California is years and years behind where they should be. And already the school system in California, as we know, was disastrous. I think only 40% of students graduate um, at 
accurate reading and math levels in uh, San Francisco. So already, like things are disastrous in, in union-controlled states um, in comparison to ones that the unions don't really have control over. Um, teachers also fare better in states that do not have strong teachers unions. Um, they report that they're happier and um, they often make more money, interestingly enough. This is a great plug for Waiting wow. for Superman. If you haven't watched that movie yet, you can. Um, I definitely recommend it. It shows how the teachers unions have a stronghold across America and what they are doing to destroy the lives of teachers and students um, that, that they don't care for education. Uh, there's a really good example of what they did to D.C., actually. Waiting for Superman. Well, I, I'm going to watch that before we before we speak again. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon Prime. Just so so good. Definitely recommend it to everybody. So one thing that you just said that is kind of shocking is that areas where the teacher unions don't have a stronghold, those teachers actually make more money than the than the union areas. Yeah, oftentimes, um, which is wow. pretty interesting. Yeah. For example, in Arkansas, um, the teachers unions don't have much of a stronghold there. And um, Governor Huckabee Sanders just signed uh, the, the Learns Act, which is giving every teacher across the board about a $15,000 raise. And that's that's not happening in union districts. So, um, yeah, where the free market reigns, things go better. I agree with that 100%. And you would think you would think the unions being supposedly for teachers, you would think they would and they do, you know, advocate for higher teacher pay. But what bothers me is there's such a teacher shortage in our country mm-hmm. and folks are not only getting out of teaching, but fewer folks are getting into teaching because number one, the pay is is so low. Yeah. And number two, in my opinion, because of all these liberal ideologies that are being pushed on our kids and people, a lot of people don't want to deal with that. You're exactly right. Um, So a couple of things on that. That's why it's so important that we actually do have school choice. I know that's um, kind of a scary topic for public school teachers, and that's often because the the union has done a really good job selling the lie about school choice. But where the free market reigns, um, you're going to find more money. It's just going to go better. Um, It's interesting. Every year, more and more money is plugged into the education system across America, and yet teachers raise are not getting paid more. It's all being lost in administration and some other really skeevy places. So um, that's, that's a topic maybe for another time, but uh, following the money definitely tells a very interesting story. And then on top of that, actually, um, the American Federation for Teachers did an internal poll in 2021 of their teachers, and nine out of 10 teachers said that the classroom was too politicized, and yet they keep pushing these uh, leftist agendas. For example, 2021, same year of that internal poll, the NEA passed a resolution saying that they were going to get the 1619 project in every classroom across America. They are not listening to teachers because they don't care about teachers. They care about their agenda. So you said that the American Federation of Teachers, their own poll showed that nine out of 10 teachers 
said that the classroom was too politicized. Yeah, isn't that wild? That is amazing. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're obviously not listening. They are not listening at all. Wow. And actually... I guess um, as long as folks keep paying the money in, they'll keep doing whatever they want to. Well, and that's why it's so important that you... Um, Put your money where your mouth is. You know, if you don't believe what the teachers' unions are doing um, represents you, stop paying them your money. Uh, in the last two years, we've seen 140,000 teachers leave uh, the NEA and AFT. So that's really good news. They are they are bleeding teachers. Um, about three percent of their um, both the unions have lost about three percent of their dues-paying members two years in a row. So that's, that's amazing news. We know that um, a lot of teachers are just fed up with what's going on in classrooms because of them. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll share uh, my personal story with uh, the union, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, so I got into teaching late in the game. I started teaching when I was 40. I had a whole career in, in finance and um, insurance banking industry and I got into teaching I didn't realize how political the education system was so being a conservative I probably if I had known would never have joined the union but I did and then I was asked to uh, be the local president not because I'm special but just because uh, I'm in a small district so there's a small pool of folks and they kind of knew that I'd probably do it because, you know, I was wanting to help out in any way that I could. And at the local level, things were great. Yeah. There were mostly conservative minded folks. Mm -hmm. Um, But at just at the district level, and I won't get into which union it was or exactly where the district is located. (laughs) So I really, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to step on too many toes this early in the game. Sure, yeah, yeah. But at the district level, uh, the the president of the the district was using some terrible, you know, dropping f bombs. And at one meeting, some folks were making fun of Christians, and I was just completely floored. I'm like, ah, this is like another world. Like, what is going on? Wow. Yeah. And I was in this uh, fellows program, and part of that was uh, they sent about 15 or 20 of us to the National uh, Union Convention, we'll just say that, in Denver. And some of the things that the speakers took the stage, I, I was like, what does this have to do with education? Why do... Why does the union even have an opinion on this, number one? But number two, why are they trying to push some of these issues like they're pushing so much? didn't make sense to me. But I did, um, I noticed there was a Republican caucus. So part of this uh, was a big stage, you know, and mm-hmm. and it, it begins on a big stage and there's thousands or tens of thousands of people in the room together. And then we break up into sessions and you can choose which sessions you go to. So out of these tens of thousands of people, um, I went to this Republican caucus. I thought, you know, finally I'll be among my own folks here. Yeah. And there were only 
like maybe 20 people in this room. Like I couldn't believe what a small percentage of the unions are conservative-minded people like myself. Yeah. So fast forward, um, I, like after that year, not only did I step down as local president, but I completely like left the union. And somebody at the district level asked why, and I told them, I'm like, you know, this is just not, this is doesn't align with my beliefs at all. Yeah. You know, you've got the district district level president and the folks, you know, talking about making fun of Christians and dropping F bombs. And then at the national level, there's all these issues that they're just trying to shove down people's throats. And none of it had to do with helping teachers or helping the students. Right. And going in, I thought, with a teacher's union, they're fighting for the teacher's on behalf of the students, right? Or vice versa, you know, they're fighting for the students by backing the teachers, right? It really didn't have anything to do with helping any students. It was just pushing an agenda. So I went way off base there, but I, I did want you to know all that. Yeah, your story unfortunately is not um, surprising to me, which is really unfortunate. It's very similar to stories that I hear from teachers all across the country. They, they thought that they were doing the right thing and joining the union and uh, their local union. They really support and they really love. Um, but the big unions, the, the corporate unions are terrifying. And they are, honestly, I think that they are behind um, a lot of the destruction that's happened uh, to the country in the last 10 years or so even. Um, but we've really seen that escalate even even more recently since COVID. Um, so I, I encourage teachers, if you want to continue to be part of your local union, go ahead and ask them what the dues part is that they keep, that they don't send on to um, the NEA, AFT, the district unions and whatnot. Um, you can still just be part of your local union, which is a great solution, I think, for a lot of teachers. I think so. I think a lot of folks would be in the the situation I was in, where at the local level, things are fine, but mm-hmm. once you get once you get above that a level or two, it's it's just ridiculous. It's horrifying. And I didn't even mention this, but you know the unions say that when you pay their dues, it goes for all these benefits, but not to support a particular political ideology that they have a political action committee that you can donate to separately that kind of is more the political part but part of the fellows program that I was that I mentioned earlier they sent there was about 20 of us they sent us to a democratic fundraising dinner mm-hmm. that was $100 a plate so $100 per person times 20 people they didn't send us to a Republican dinner. If they had sent us to both, you know, I wouldn't have any complaints. I could say, this makes sense. You know, they're, they're wanting to show both sides. Yeah. But I, you know, I can't prove it, but I don't think that, that uh, roughly $2,000 supporting Democrats that night was paid by the political action arm of that. 
Yeah, um, I actually have some horrifying news for you. Um, the largest donors to the Democratic Party are consistently the teachers' unions. Um, in the 2020 election, they donated over $50 million to Democratic donors. Um, and almost none of that money and then none of their political donations go to um, Republicans. Corey DeAngelis has been all over Randy Weingarten and uh, the union space for a long time. And he has a great breakdown on his um, Twitter account of how much money they, they donate every year to um, the Democrats versus the Republicans. Last year, they donated 99% of their uh, donations to Democrats and less than 1% to Republicans. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of the arguments that I heard at the, the state level, um, one of the rebuttals, I guess you could say, they said, you know, people say that we, we just support Democrats, but that's not true. And they'd give one or two examples of them supporting Republicans. And I know you're probably familiar with the term rhinos, Republicans mm-hmm. in names only. Uh, those, in my opinion, or my experience, those are the Republicans that they support. Yeah, you're exactly right. There's, and they're supporting them just so they can say, hey, we didn't just donate to Democrats. Here's our token Republican who's not even a Republican. You're exactly right. And they, they never mentioned the percentages. They just gave one or two examples. Yeah. Exactly. You know. but yeah. 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 Line so, with statistics, you know? <laughs> right. So we're obviously critics of teachers unions, but there are supporters. Uh, what do you think are some of the main arguments from the supporters? Um, this is a really good question, and I want, it, I want to be clear. We don't just hate teachers unions. We hate the corporate teachers unions, the mafia. Um, the local unions, I think there's a lot of benefit to, and um, kind of like we already said, they, they do support teachers in a lot of ways, fighting for fair pay, um, living wages, because I, I, I used to be a teacher in Colorado. I know how poorly uh, teachers are paid. Um, insurance, days off, PTO. And then the big one is often liability insurance um, for teachers. If, if something, a student accuses you of something that didn't happen, um, having that liability insurance. But wait, what uh, unions don't tell you is the liability insurance that you get by paying your over $1,000 of dues a, m- a year um, is not actually in your name. It is in the union's name. So they get to decide if they want to take on your case or not. What's exciting is there are alternatives to unions, um, like the Association of American Educators or um, Christian Educators. There's local groups similar to that in each state um, that you can join that actually gives you double the amount of liability insurance. So um, the liability insurance that's in the union's name that they may use to help defend you is for a million dollars. The liability insurance that you get through other groups like American uh, Association of Educators and um, Christian Educators is $2 million and it is in your name. You only pay $192 a year for these services versus over uh, a lot of places, it's about $1,100 a year for union dues. So there's, there's lots of alternatives for the good things that unions provide. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up there. There are a lot of folks that are just members of their union for that insurance, Mm -hmm. for that liability insurance. 
and I'm part of the, uh, or I'm a member of the Christian Educators, and you're right, it's double the liability coverage for much less than half the cost. It's, yeah. So if it's almost so a tenth to my of the listeners, cost. Yes. So for the listeners out there, if you're in a union because of the teacher liability coverage, there are much better alternatives. And some of the other alternatives don't try to push things in the classroom mm-hmm. that don't align with your values. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, or outside of the classroom. <laughs> right. Speaking of, of in the classroom, uh, have you seen cases where teachers unions, I know we've we've kind of skirted around this a little bit, but I'm wondering if you have some specific examples of negative impacts on education that teachers unions have had. Yeah, I've got a really sad one um, that's happening in Oregon State right now. Um, So Oregon State's largest teachers union is pushing for minors to receive abortions and gender-altering care without parental consent, um, which is just crazy. So this this bill is backed by the OEA, and um, they helped write this bill, which is whack. Um, It's called Oregon House Bill uh, 2002. It would allow any children of any age to receive an abortion without parental consent or knowledge. It uses taxpayer dollars to provide abortion pills, um, and it uses taxpayer dollars to fund gender-affirming, physiologically altering procedures for minors 15 and older without parental consent or knowledge. That is terrifying. Um, That's just one state that's doing that. I know of at least four others that have similar bills um, for for kids as young as 12 years old even um, in states right now. Those are all union-led, union-driven. And teachers, we are finding, are actually getting fired across America for defying these rules and these laws um, and standing up for students and, and saying that they refuse to lie to parents. There's that famous example of Jessica Tilapia in Southern California who refused to tell uh, or who refused to lie to parents about um, their student being transitioned without parental knowledge. Um, there's a teacher in Colorado that that happened to recently as well. I mean, it's, it's happening all over. Um, and so it's really scary, but it's great to see teachers standing up and saying um, no to medical kidnapping. If there's ever a time we need to fight back, it's now. That's exactly right, Joey. You yeah. know, I, I expected you probably to mention like the 1619 Project or critical race theory. Um, the, both of those are great DEI. examples as well. I mean, you, yeah. there's so many examples. Social emotional learning. But um, the one that you, yeah. the bomb that you just dropped on us, that's just, it's, it's almost sickening. Yeah, to, it, to is, it is sick. That yeah. there's a group that would push that. And it's a group that supposedly is pro-education. Yeah, you know, they say that they're pro-science. That's the whole reason that they supposedly armstrung the uh, CDC to keep schools closed for COVID. 
um, but they're not pro-science if they're trying to butcher our children. Um, and you're right, there's, there are other examples. I could talk about how they're forcing anti-Semitic um, curriculum into schools across America, pro-Palestine, anti-Israel. We could talk about the 1619 Project, as you mentioned. We could talk about how they're trying to make math anti-racist, reteach math, so um, it's not uplifting the white man, whatever that even means. I mean, it's just, it's all so bogus. As- um, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, I, I could go on a rant about this stuff. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Well, I was going to say, as a math teacher, that just blows my mind. I mean, you're talking about math. Like, yeah. how can math be racist? Oh, I mean, my sometimes gosh. Sometimes it feels like they really are like, let's see how much trouble we can stir up. Let's try to yeah. take things and see if we can cause some kind of controversy with it. Well, and, you know, I'm, I imagine that people of color have just got to be so insulted by that. They're, the, the unions are telling us that um, kids of color are not as smart as white children. That's what that really means, that they can't learn at the same capacity as everybody else. It's so insulting. It, it is very insulting. It seems like the teachers' unions are... They're definitely not like pro what's best for the students. And we talked about how uh, nine out of 10 from their own poll, nine out of 10 said we don't want or there's too much politics in the classroom. So that uh, that leads me to uh, this article that I read on the Freedom Foundation website entitled When Teachers Unions Become More Important than the teachers they represent. And if it's okay, I'd like to read a little bit about it. Please. And just kind of get your take on it. By the time unions become large enough, wealthy enough, and powerful enough to dictate terms to management, they are also able to ignore the simple workplace concerns of the teachers they claim to represent. So tell me what that, what that means to you. Yeah, I mean, why would they have to worry about a workplace dispute when they've got bigger fish to fry, like electing Brandon Johnson to run Chicago, and then they essentially run Chicago now? Why would they care about what's happening in your little classroom? Um, it makes no sense. But, they, but I mean, I, I just finished watching The Mandalorian, and all I, all I can picture is... Um, the, the empire. Why would they care about the little tiny individual things that are happening on um, little planets when they've got bigger fish to fry? Like uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, that makes it makes right. no sense. That that was a good good article. That was eye opening. That sentence that I just read. Mm-hmm. So, are there any benefits to having teachers unions? And if so, how can we balance their positive and negative aspects? Yeah, like I said, I think um, local teachers unions, there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, But these larger corporate ones, I mean, you just put that great line. Um, They become big enough. They don't need the little guy anymore. They don't need to stand up for the little guy. So they're not going to. Um, And so I think at this point, the only way to get the positives without any of the negatives is to stop funding the teachers unions altogether. We have to pull out and restart. We have to figure out... Um, a different way to go, localize our unions, stop paying the NEA, stop paying AFT, 
um, and just just be concerned about your little community um, and making sure that's that's healthy and working well. So stop paying the dues. That's that's definitely a great way to fight back because that's what they're about. It seems to me would be the the money and the power. That's and the only way they get money is taking it from teachers. Exactly. And, you know, That's, teachers, you're, you're not making very much money. This is a great way to give yourself a little uh, bonus check. Keep keep $1,100 <laughs> of your own hard-earned money. It's your money. That's a great point. How can the Freedom Foundation help educators kind of fight back against the influence of the teachers, <clears throat> excuse me, the teachers' unions? Well, this is what we do all day, every day. Uh, we've got 60 employees around the country that just help public employees get out of the unions. Um, we're happy to fight the unions on your behalf. We've got several court cases, um, have several teachers, in fact, who are um, fighting um, on the Ninth Circuit and even the Supreme Court um, against the unions. So we, we really want to help you keep your money and stand up for what you believe in uh, rather than what the unions think that you should believe in. Can teachers opt out of paying into the teachers' union? They can. And, and how? And, and is, yeah. there, is there anything that the Freedom Foundation does that can help a teacher that maybe doesn't know even where to begin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, teachers, if you're interested in learning more about opting out of the teachers' union, you can go to optouttoday.com. That's our Freedom Foundation project. Um, You can click on your state and then click on your union within your state, and it gives you step-by-step instructions on how to opt out. We will walk you through that entire process. We'll check on you 30, 60, and 90 days after you've submitted um, your opt-out form to make sure that the, the union let, let you out. And if they didn't, we are happy to take them to court for you. Um, so yeah, check out optouttoday.com um, to learn more about opting out of your union. That sounds pretty easy. Optouttoday.com. You said click on your state, then click on your union. Yep. And it takes three steps. We did it really, really easily. We wanted to make this as simple as possible. That's great. I, I so appreciate everything that you've brought to the table today. So I've got one final question. What advice would you give to the educators who are concerned about the influence of teacher unions on their schools and classrooms? Yeah, this is um, a really tough question for educators across the country. I would say the biggest thing is it's time to make our voices heard. There's a lot more conservative teachers out there than they would have us believe. Um, For all of the anti-bullying campaigns that the unions put on, we know that they are the biggest bullies and they shut down speech. Um, But it's time for us to stand up. We have to stand up for our students. We have to stand up for our children. And we have to stand up for our fellow educators. This is not okay what they are doing to education. Um, And so I think it's time that we just band together and start to have a voice, which is why I really admire teachers like you, Joey, who are um, fighting the good fight and just letting it be known that there are more conservative teachers out there. Thanks. It's, It's a little uncomfortable to kind of put yourself out there publicly Mm-hmm. Because the position that, you know, as a conservative teacher 20, 30 years ago was what, you know, just about everybody that was normal. And now just saying some common sense 
truthful, you know, traditional values, it's almost dangerous in some districts. Yeah, it's it's somehow hateful to stand up for what everything we all believed in just even five years ago. Right. Hateful yeah. is exact. That was the word I was trying to search for, but you're exact. You nailed it with that. Hateful. Well, I usually end the episode with a few key takeaways. So, Eloise, what is the one thing you want our listeners to remember if they don't remember anything else about this episode? The biggest thing that I think teachers can take away from this episode is they can stand up for their beliefs and their constitutional rights by opting out of the union, by saying no to this crazy leftist indoctrination that they are trying to force in every facet of education, first by uh, putting their money where their mouth is. If they take money away from the unions, that's less money that they have to use um, to force this crazy agenda down our students' throats. That's great advice. As we wrap up this conversation, Eloise, uh, can you please share with our listeners where they can find more information about your projects, the Freedom Foundation, Teacher Freedom Summit, which we didn't mention on this episode, and how they can connect with you on social media, your website, or anything else you want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So more about the Freedom Foundation. If you've got a public worker or a public teacher in your life, um, public school teacher in your life that needs to figure out how to get away from the unions, you can find us at freedomfoundation.com. You can opt out at optouttoday.com. You can learn more about the Teacher Freedom Summit, which you're right, we didn't mention much, but teachers, um, definitely check this out. It's a really great way to meet other conservative teachers this summer at uh, thefreedomfoundation.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Freedom for Teachers. We're really excited about these projects, um, and thank you so much for having me on, Joey. This was really wonderful. It was wonderful for me, too, and thank you so much for joining us today, Eloise. It's been a pleasure having you on The Conservative Classroom, and I know that my listeners will appreciate the insights that you had on the influence of teacher unions. I learned a lot, and I know they probably did too. Well, that's it for today's episode of The Conservative Classroom. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Eloise Smith. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Most importantly, share this podcast with a like-minded educator, parent, or patriot. You can also connect with us on social media and share your thoughts on today's topic. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to teach the truth and preserve our values, Consider showing support for the conservative classroom and your fellow conservative teachers by showing off some conservative swag. Visit our merch store at theconservativeclassroom.com. That's theconservativeclassroom.com. In addition to clothing and coffee mugs with our logo, name, and slogan, we also have items with our colors and schoolhouse logo only. We know it's hard to be openly conservative in some school districts, But your silent show of support may help you find other conservatives in your community. Until next time, this is Mr. Webb reminding you that you are not alone. See you next time on The Conservative Classroom, teaching the truth, preserving our values.